Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the president and founder of Pacific Capital, Chad Willardson, who's also the co-owner of the Draft Sports Complex in Southern California. And fun fact, he is also the elected city treasurer. Um, oh, also, I, I have to mention this. He is a bestseller. <laughs> He's an author and a bestseller of the book, Stress-Free Money. You can learn more about Chad at his website, pacificcapital.com. Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Yeah, you have a pretty, um, pretty impressive resume there. <laughs> Thank you. The, I'd say the biggest, most shocking thing on my resume that wasn't mentioned is that I'm a father of five kids. How crazy is that? Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't mean to like stereotype or anything. <laughs> the thing I find with um, a lot of people in the financial industry is that they have a lot of kids. So I'm That's wondering funny. if it's just um, like, you're not the first person to tell me that, <laughs> you know, that you have four kids and, um, and I don't know, it's just, it's just something I noticed. Um, I mean, it's funny. Cause like, uh, my husband and I are also in the financial industry, but we like right. to have a dog. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right, right. That's our child. And we're already talking about getting a second dog for, for 2021. So we'll see. Dog parents. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that, how that goes. But um, yeah. So Chad, I thought I'd ask because uh, as we know, uh, 2020 was an interesting year. Um, I'm just curious to know. And, and I, I like to, uh, I started doing what I call mental health check-ins with everyone <laughs> since then, because mm. I think it's important to check in with people now. And so I thought I'd check in with you. How are things going? How's life? How you doing? <laughs> Thank you for asking. It's uh, it's been a wild year. It's been unique. I think it's made everyone kind of reflect on you know what matters and what what's important and uh, almost like what's essential. Mm. You know, one of my friends, Greg McEwen, is a big author and podcaster. If so, if your if your audience hasn't started listening to Essentialism, the Essentialism podcast, he wrote the New York mm -hmm. Times bestseller essentialism nice. but i reread it this year this summer just thinking about like what is essential as we think about uh you know what we can and can't do in our lives and what's important and our values and for me it's been a, a good year i mean we've overcome a lot of challenges our businesses mm -hmm. are have grown mm -hmm. um, but the, it's been interesting with the children because school is not in person so yeah, we've been able to like adapt and adjust and try to figure out how to navigate what's going on, but uh, we're still here. So, yeah, I could I could imagine that was a um, an interesting experience having trying to find that balance with five kids uh, being at yeah. home. <laughs> it's challenging. It's challenging in the sports complex business. Like it's difficult because we just built up momentum and we had mm. tournaments and everything scheduled every single weekend, which is the only way we make money is having big sporting events, mm -hmm. you know, basketball tournaments, volleyball tournaments and things like that. And so when we get shut down to where you're not allowed to have people gather, it's like we have a 73,000 square foot building in Southern California with major bills mm. and our, our revenue goes to zero instantly and for the foreseeable future like you're not allowed to have stuff going on there so we had to totally pivot yeah and maybe entrepreneurs listening will relate to this but we we transitioned into basically becoming a we got approved to be a tutoring center 
for children of essential workers. Wow. So we turned the gym into like a little mini school, distanced a bunch of desks that we bought, hired some tutors and created revenue that kept us in business. So we didn't lose the building and lose the business, which is pretty crazy. But uh, the way it all came together was kind of cool. Yeah, I think that is quite admirable, you know, to think about um, while while the average person is uh, getting stir crazy, feeling cooped up at home, you know, we forget that it's the essential workers that make our lives a little comfy, a little comfier, you know, with like uh, grocery delivery and what have you. Um, And so I think that is very noble and amazing that you've decided to, you know, turn the gym into a school uh, for the kids of essential workers. No, thank you. Yeah, it's been and it's it's been a great thing for the community and it's kept us in business. So it's a win win. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Uh, Well, Chad, let's go ahead and shift gears here a little bit. I hinted that you are uh, in the financial services industry. Your company here is Pacific Capital. For people that are hearing about it for the first time, tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, the type of clients that are attracted to you. Sure. So we I spent nine years at Merrill Lynch. So Mm -hmm. I was in the investment management um, side of the business there and decided that, you know, at some point I felt like I, I needed to become a real fiduciary for clients. And so I left and started Pacific Capital mm. in 2011 to become an independent fiduciary that gives advice to entrepreneurs and families and to really cut out the noise and the conflicts of interest and all the bureaucracy of the huge investment firms and, and big insurance companies. and just felt like it was time for me to be totally on the client's team. And so we do fiduciary financial planning for families and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And we do investment management for higher net worth families with at least a million dollars to invest. So the financial planning side, we do a lot of of work with people of all income levels, all net worth levels. But the investment, the full-time investment advisory services that's for people who have a lot more money and it's a lot more complicated kind of their situation and a lot of people i tell you don't need to you don't need to maybe hire an advisor you can save the money you don't have to pay the fees um but you you probably just need to meet with someone and get a plan together Mm -hmm. so find a good find a good advisor that you trust and build a financial blueprint and a game plan but maybe you don't have to pay someone forever you know until you get to that level where you really need that that help so Mm -hmm. Really for us, it's people who are good fit is someone who's goal oriented, goal focused. Um, They want to make progress in their financial life. They're looking to have less stress. That's why the title of the book is Stress Free Money, because Mm -hmm. most people have some anxiety or stress about the uncertainty in their financial life and it causes a lot of issues. So we're looking for people who are wanting to take steps, clarify goals, make plans, set up some good financial habits. People who are not a good fit are those who are just looking for hot stock tips. Mm. Uh, the, the total do-it-yourselfers who maybe feel like you know they know enough to think that they're right, but they don't know enough to know that they're wrong. <laughs> you know, So those people are, because they read some articles on CNBC, so they're the stock jockeys and the day traders, whatever. Those are not good fits. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That clarifies it a little. <laughs> yeah. It sounds to me that you uh, are inclusive in a way where you help families, but you also help like the high net worth or like, you know, the families who maybe don't have high net worth and then verse uh, as well as people who have like high net worth. I also like the attitude um, that you're looking for in your clientele. Um, it makes me think about like our company as well and how, um, you know, we're not looking for people who are just um, looking for like looking to win the stock market or whatever, yeah. or lean against yeah. the stock market. And um, people who want to live a life of intention and actually be in control of their money in a sense. And so um, so it's nice to know. And I find it very fascinating that you decided to step away from the big corporate, <laughs> you know, yeah. financial firms. Um, I, 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 I'm, I, it, get, it gets me to kind of think like, like, you know, I feel like with um, the big financial firms, it's like, I think, you know, are they, let's say, old fashioned because they're so established? Um, is it kind of like almost a public school system where it's like education just almost seems outdated in, in a sense, you it know is. what I'm trying to say? No, it is. It is. It is. I, I, I equate it, you know, when Merrill Lynch got bought out by Bank of America in 2008 and it was the height of the financial crisis and the investment firms were all basically going down to nothing. Their stocks were dropping and they were being bailed out by the government and by mm -hmm. other banks. I think they became so bureaucratic and so old school that they basically be like, I felt like I was working at a financial DMV mm -hmm, like mm. where everything was super slow, outdated, no customer service, like 10 times the paperwork that was reasonably necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, that it, it felt like such drudgery and they, they had basically took the relationship out of it and the service out of it and made it just this, this rule book of, of, you know, you have to get permission to like, for example, we had to get permission to send out a birthday card and we had to get two people to approve it because who knows what, <laughs> what risky things you could write inside of a birthday card. Or if you're going to meet a client for lunch, you had to get approvals and fill out all these packets and forms and all this stuff. And it was like completely took the one-on-one -on -one relationship out of the business. Yeah. And so it was a big step away to, I left that security of a really high income and a corner office and all the perks of the big Wall Street firm and, and kind of like went back to a nobody mm -hmm. after nine years of building a big career. But it's been the greatest career decision I've ever made because clients want independent, objective advice. And we can really personalize the services that we offer and we can pick and choose and say, you know what, this family doesn't have a ton they don't have they don't have a ton of money or a ton of this or that, but they they need some planning and they're willing to hire us for the planning. Let's figure out a way that we can help them make it a win win. And and that's the stuff that I really love to to really customize now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only imagine that was such a big leap, uh, considering how you're a father. Like, I just I yep. can only imagine what that shift was like. And I'm curious to know when did you maybe start to see traction um, when you became independent and you know built your mm -hmm. own company, uh, Pacific Capital. It was scary. Like, if you've seen the movie Jerry Maguire, like I felt like the Tom Cruise leaving, and <laughs> and it was like the Shark Tank of everyone calling my clients and telling them what a bad guy I was and um that they shouldn't they shouldn't even look me up now that I'm leaving Merrill Lynch and wow you know I was 32 years old I had three kids and a mortgage and uh, my wife was a stay-at-home mom with the kids and it was like it was a stressful it was a big risk and it was yeah. stressful but inside of me I just knew that it was the right thing and I just said we're gonna take some steps backwards 
and but eventually it'll be the it'll work out for the better and we were profitable within the first i'd say six months Mm. but in the beginning it was like i was signing a lease buying equipment office space employees and i had my revenue was zero so Mm -hmm. i was you know i was i was leaning on savings and borrowing against my house and it was i was working 18 hours a day wow and i mean it was 9 years ago in november that it happened and now i'm responsible for managing 620 million dollars and you know we get leads incoming leads from google from linkedin from people who see me on a podcast or read the book yeah and i feel like it just validates that decision Mm. You know, that big risk back in the day, but um, we're very grateful and fortunate to be in the place that we're in right now. Yeah. And I think that your story is so um, inspirational. You know, uh, I think that some people, they'll have this dream or this itch. Um, they they know that they want something different, but they count all of their excuses or reasons not mm. to do it. And, you know, I think uh, coming from a father's perspective, um, I imagine that, you know, especially for single people to think, okay, I don't have any excuse. If this, if Chad's going <laughs> to take <Yeah>. that leap <laughs> with a mortgage and a stay at home uh, spouse and kids. Yeah. It's like, I can do anything with my dog. (laughs) Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. There's no, no excuses. Yeah. Uh, And and that's the thing is like, I was scared and I didn't know the end. I didn't know how I was going to get there. Yeah. I just was determined to figure out like how, how can I create the perfect job situation of doing what I like to do without all the the unnecessary stuff that I really didn't like. And yeah. that, that, that just drove me to say, I'll just figure it out. I'll figure it out <laughs> along the way. Um, but I got us, I have to, you know, you have to leave, you have to leave the situation behind to actually go figure it out. You know, you can't yeah. put your tiptoes in the, in the swimming pool. You got to jump in the pool. And so once I got up to the the high dive, I was like, I'm here and I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm jumping. So I jumped. (laughs) Here we are. It's kind of like figuratively burning all bridges so that you have no no choice but to go forward. You have no other options and you have to choose that for yourself, you know, as an entrepreneur. And so I appreciate you uh, sharing that and diving into that a little more because it's just, it's just really inspiring, Chad. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your book, uh, Stress-Free Money. Um, I know that in my notes here, you have four steps that you guide people through uh, for their financial planning. So can you go through those steps if you don't mind sharing? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I'll show the book here. Yeah. If I can get it on the video, right? There you go. (laughs) It it, it is the seven, it's overcoming the seven steps to seven obstacles to find financial freedom. So I go through the seven main obstacles that I see. And really, it doesn't matter if you're high income or medium income or low income or whatever your situation is right now. If you're mm-hmm. uh, right out of college wanting to start a business or you're you know, super wealthy and successful already, I believe these principles apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so the goal was to really put in some insights and practical steps at no matter what level you're at that you can apply them quickly. Um, and the steps that we take to help people start to overcome these obstacles to financial freedom, number one is the goals conversation. Mm. And that's really your meeting to share your goals and concerns. And we have a process through which we will really 
help you extract that, you know, what's important to you, like you said, living intentionally. Mm -hmm. And then if you decide to hire us and work with us, then we're, we're going to do what's called a financial life inspection for you. And that's a trademark process that I created. We got featured in the Wall Street Journal a few years ago from that. Wow. The financial life inspection is really a hundred checkpoint analysis. Uh, it's like a diagnosis, diagnostics on your car or a real estate appraisal mm-hmm. or a health inspection. It's like, we're going to look at your whole financial life. Everything from your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance, your retirement investments, you know, your cash flow, your income, your taxes, everything. Mm-hmm. hundred checkpoints and we're going to give you a green, yellow, or red score. And then we're going to give you a lot of very detailed recommendations, steps you can take to get you closer to reaching your goals. Mm. The third step is the strategy conversation where we actually go through the financial life inspection results with you. Mm-hmm. And the fourth, you know, the fourth outcome and step, you know, that we say the benefit is, is the, is financial security and financial peace of mind and confidence because once you go through this process, you have the, that burden of anxiety and uncertainty lifted. Mm-hmm. And so that's a process that if you have a hundred million dollars and you come to our firm, you're going to go through that financial life inspection. If you have $50,000, you're going to go through that financial life inspection process. So it doesn't matter. The second person is not going to hire us for investment services because i'm going to tell them we can help set up your investments and you don't have to ever pay us again we'll just help set it up for you wherever you want to be Mm -hmm. Uh, the first guy first lady with lots of money we're going to actually talk about how we could help invest the money for them so the the advice and planning though i think is something that as you know everyone really needs it's like people ask me well when should i start and i said that's kind of like when should i start to get healthy (laughs) <laughs> like when should I eat better and extra start exercising? Right. I don't know. Probably today, you know, <laughs> sooner rather than later. It's not something you're like, Oh, I should just wait on that. I'm not quite ready for it. It's like, you should probably start today. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a uh, fascinating when, um, people say like, oh, I need to hit a certain financial goal before I do fill in the blank, right? When in reality, it's about you need to set the foundation, even if just mentally so that you can, you know how to build and and have a plan, you know, to go from there. And so I think that's, that's always funny when, when that comes up is like, how how come people feel like they need to wait? (laughs) That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, Chad, I want to make sure that I that we've covered all our bases with your company and your book. So is there anything else that you want people to know either about Pacific Capital or your book, your bestseller book, Stress-Free Money? <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say the, you know, the about the book, um, it's 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 really a simple read. It's mm-hmm. no jar, there's no jargon in there. It's not technical. You know, I have I have three younger sisters none of which are that interested in financial planning. Um, and my middle sister, she, she called me like two weeks after the book came out. She's like, Chad, this is the quote. She's like, I actually, I actually liked it. So she was shocked, but she's like, I liked it because it felt very approachable and very easy to read. You know, I have another sister who's not really into book reading, but she'll listen to audiobooks and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I, the audiobook is two hours and 55 minutes or something on regular speed. So mm-hmm. it's not intimidating. I think people find a lot of financial stuff intimidating. 
And what I really try to do is use simple stories and analogies and actual real life stories, change yeah. the names, but real stories and advice and tips that I feel like could help you feel way more confident about your financial life mm-hmm. going forward. So whether someone actually wants to talk to Pacific, my Pacific Capital team and and get personal advice for themselves or not, I think that you can learn a lot from the stuff that I put in the book. And I think, um, I don't know how long the promotion is going, but I know our publisher said she she did a promote promotion on the, the ebook and maybe the audio book, but at least the ebook, and it's like 99 cents right now. So there you go. No, no excuse not to <laughs> check it out. I, I promise it'll be at least worth a dollar. So yeah, yeah. I think I think it's worth the money. If, if it's worth the investment of ninety nine right. cents, if That's you right. want to have a stress free, <laughs> you know, a stress free money uh, in your life, right? <laughs> That's right, right. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, Chad, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, before we go, um, as an entrepreneur, do you have any parting advice that you'd like to share to our small business owners or entrepreneurs listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I would say. Um, that's a great question. The, the, the thing that I would leave is that no matter what level you're at, you can benefit from coaching. Mm. Uh, when I think about great athletes, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan. And I think about like a Michael Jordan, a Kobe Bryant, a Tiger Woods, like they're, they're the best in the world. And yet they have lots of coaches around them, giving them advice and feedback. And so I have entrepreneur coaches and I have people in my life I take advice from who are more successful than me. And I, mm. I believe that when you're looking for financial advice, when you're trying to make big, important decisions and with money, it's very important to have a good coach and good coaches on your team. Mm-hmm. So where do you source your financial advice really matters. Mm-hmm. So there are so many good financial fiduciary advisors out there that Finding one you can relate to and trust and learn from is is very much a real possibility for you, no matter what level you're at. So as an entrepreneur, I just think getting a team of great advice givers and coaches, mm-hmm. people who are you know, more successful than you, perhaps, that you can learn from. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's helped me and I hopefully it can help the people listening today. Yeah, beautifully said. Well, Chad, thanks so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you today. My pleasure. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. And once again, this is Chad Willardson, who is the president and founder of Pacific Capital. He's also the co-owner of Draft Sports Complex in Southern California and an elected city treasurer. And of course, lastly, we can't forget that he's a bestseller. <laughs> uh, his, or his book is a bestseller, Stress-Free Money. You can learn more about him and his company at pacificcapital.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 
1,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.